going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Four of the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 284, broken up into two parts, A and B. B. Thank you, Roger. 284A, posting on 628, will be a discussion on the much-anticipated light year. And 248B will be posting on 71, uh, will be a discussion on Spiderhead from Netflix. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me, as she does every week, is my co-host, Roger, Space Ranger Stillion. Mm, that's all right. And our lovely perma guest, Chris, <laughs> Dark and Flock Spawn. What the heck? <laughs> all I, right. As soon as I heard that term, I was like, ooh, that's definitely Chris. That's definitely <laughs> Chris. Love acting would have been better. No, I thought about that. And there was a verbatim or whatever, the the one that makes verbulose. it. Yeah, verbulose. Um, all right, guys. How how are we this week? What's going on? We're pretty good. I am remoting in while on vacation, so you guys are gonna get all the background noise of all the shenanigans where I'm at. Oh. All of the background noise. Just all so the background noise. Our audio might be a little different this week, but that's okay. We're we're adjusting and we'll do it. Um, Chris is on vacay. Chris, we we definitely hope you're enjoying some time away from work. Uh, Roger, what's going on with yeah. you, man? I'm sitting across the room from you. But like. How's your that life? bad, huh? Damn. <laughs> Dang. What are you doing? Why are you turned away from me? It's easier that way. Oh, my gosh. Because right, you're playing Clash. That sounded sexual. I'm not playing Clash, sir. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm not above it, but I'm actually not. <laughs> What's going no, on I'm doing week, good. Though? I'm good. Not a whole lot. Uh, half my uh, half my extended family has COVID right now, so that's cool. Oh, that's not good. First, first round of that for them, you know, in a couple years, so that's nice. Feels good. That sucks. Sorry, buddy. I mean, I'm doing good, and let's focus on the important stuff. Well, let's focus on the important thing. How is Buttons the cat? Buttons the cat's having a good time. She was chasing a green laser around earlier today <laughs> because she's dumb. <laughs> As cats should do. Although, I got to say, Socks is a great character from Lightyear. One of my favorites, to be honest with you. One of my favorites. I don't know how you guys felt about Socks, but I loved him. Socks the cat is fine. Mm. Chris, what's your, what's your thought on Socks the cat? Um... I like socks. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, I'm I'm okay. I broke my ankle on Monday, <laughs> so I had to. Wait, I had to wait, for real? For real? Yeah, for real. For real. You broke your ankle? Yeah, but he does. Have... He does have some weird splint thing on. I have an. I have a. Well, see, here's the thing. So I was going across campus to get a test, and there's this big divot missing out of one of the steps, and you walked in it. I, I just hold on. So your story here is that you were walking and then you just broke your ankle no, while no, walking. No, okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Was... D- details aside, is that what happened? That's what going down steps. That's what happened. Don't even tell me you guys haven't done that before. Rolled your ankle to the right or to the left outward. I mean, I've, ne- I've done it. I've never broken my ankle. How many of us are okay? Hold on. How many of us have broken our ankle while doing that though? I think there's only going to be one hand raise, but. So I was walking with two other guys, and I apparently yet out let out this really, really like high pitched yelp yeah, when, when it happened. God, it was so painful though. I went to the doctor; they they took a look at it. It was so swollen, I couldn't even like man, I couldn't even fit my foot in a shoe the first day. It was so bad. Can you get workers' comp for that? I yes, yes. Netflix is uh, footing the bill for all. I actually have to go back tomorrow, Monday, and get a re- because the the doctor that took my X ray said she didn't see a break. Thought it was okay. just a really so, bad sprain. So I was going to ask you, it was if it's actually broken because you're. So as someone, I have had a very, uh, very severe ankle sprain before that plagued me for a few years back in my high school days, and that is it's. It's actually it, worse. It, like so, so did you, so when I what happened to me, 
I heard and felt a very like loud and sudden pop. Yeah, so did I. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god, no one else heard it, but I did. Yeah. I thought it was broken because of the pop, and I had to hobble all the way back to my house from where I was because I knew if I stopped, I knew if I stopped, it was going to swell up. I wasn't going to be able to make it, yeah, because I was in the middle of the goddamn woods. So, so yeah, and, it, so and, it, it, and it, it, it actually swells up like the size of a, like a grapefruit. It's it, insane. It, it was it was bad. It was really bad. But so, yeah. so I'm glad you said that because I did hear a pop and I did feel a pop, and so they they had a x-ray tech look at my x-ray over the weekend and the, the 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 doctor called me and said you need to come in monday and you get to get a real cast we we didn't see it's it's really broken i'm so, going to sign your cast next week uh, i i would I'm expect draw this big old dick on it oh great i'm so excited um <laughs> good luck netflix so chris it's funny so I, I went to the construction medic and i was like dude what can i do for the time being um i'm gonna go to the hospital tomorrow um, he's like, don't take a shoe off for love of God. Do not be examined. It'll swell. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so he just, he just wrapped it up real tight with this medical gauze. Uh, mm-hmm. it actually held it in. And then he gave me some, some ibuprofen. That's like more than the normal dose you can buy yeah. in the store. Yeah. You got yourself, scored yourself some perks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Poor man's perks. No, no ibuprofen. Ibuprofen. Blowing up Vicodin here at the show. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Make yeah, sure you tell Netflix that too. I mean, they've seen, they see all the, the doctor notes. They see all the, I keep everything fairly well documented. I'm so. at the under the counter uh, narco that you're getting. Well, there's, there's no under the counter narco. I want to be very clear about that. You're tripping on goofballs and fell down the stairs and sued <laughs> That's great. Tripping on whippets? Yeah. <laughs> I did a bunch of whippets in the stairwell. No, <laughs> no. That didn't happen. But man, that is, Chris, you can, that is so fucking painful. It is. Yeah. It, it's scary. Too. Okay. Here's the thing. Like, I don't know, whatever, whatever releases into your body, like, I felt like I was going to pass so, out. Well, so, pain. so did, pain. did your, uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't pain. It was, like, it was like I got punched in the stomach. The feeling, yeah, well, like, sick to my stomach feeling. It's yeah, like it's your pain. ankle and your leg get like super warm too for a little yes, while. Yes. They do. Yep. I'm, so, oh, yeah. I'm so happy that you know this feeling. Well, just, well listen, this, I've had, so, and like, and you said, like, you know, the construction medic like got you a whole bunch of medical gauze or whatever same thing with me except my grandfather wrapped it in duct tape <laughs> like, it just, it, i mean it did absolutely so uh, yeah that's uh, been that's been a fun day. week though so oh, nice. i've never Very broken cool. a bone in my whole body ever mm-hmm. not once ever and i know that that makes me the champion of this podcast you guys are both i now have me. a broken bone this is my first broken bone the entire time yeah if it's broken, you'll find out. Because, like I said, mine wasn't broken; it was just a severe sprain. Well, they, she said, someone out. looked at the thing, and they can they can definitely see a. It's probably a hairline fracture or something. Yeah, but they can definitely yeah. see there's a breakage somewhere. But how I mean, much comp are you going to get? Like, get a million five from Netflix? No, <laughs> no. Talk with the thing in front of your mouth more. I think that'll. It, that's as far as it can be, buddy. Um, I think I'll. I mean, they're. I'm just going to get. They've just put the bill for the hospital visit. It's fine. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm okay with that. So that's million. been going on in my life. It's been from million five. I'll, I will get settle. a new studio, baby. I'll sell. I'll settle for zero bucks. Netflix zero. No, don't uh, say shit like that. That's <laughs> dumb as fuck. Don't do that. On air, same thing. I would never. Yeah, say right. that. this is recorded. I don't need anything from them. Whoa, whoa. Let me go ahead and restart oh, this boy. show. That's <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm feeling better already. I'm going in tomorrow for another cast. Uh, I think I'll be. They said. They said I might have to wear this cast for like six to eight weeks or something. Yep. God, the whole summer in a cast. I don't want to do that. But oh, uh, they're gonna give you, dude. Make sure they get you a cane. They offered me crutches, one that flips out into like a sword. 
because they have those at med medical staffs all the time. Demand a rapid. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want a sword cane? Yes, I do actually. Demand a ja- demand a jazzy scoop. I don't know mm. what that is, so I'm not going to demand a jazzy. Yeah, you scoop. do the little things they drive around Walmart. Oh, okay. No, not going to do that either. Why? Um, they offer me crutches. I'm like, I don't, I don't need crutches. Mm. Anyway, so back to the so yeah, broke my ankle. Not fun. It's painful, but I am hobbling around and it's fine. This is the best story you've ever told on this show. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we have a show to do. This is episode 284 of Full Blum Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office curtain upcoming releases, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week. Let's jump into the box office without further ado. Chris, I think your wish has come true because, in my wish, I'm so fucking happy about this <laughs> top gun maverick bringing in on its fifth week sixth week 30.5 million breaking the one billion dollar mark i'm so happy about this it's you know, making this so the, much money still this is the first tom cruise movie for a billion dollars isn't that crazy it is well here's the thing i mean i just hope we keep getting good 30-year sequels like this again i mean so this is right up there. This is this has got to be up there with like Blade Runner, right? For like some of the better thirty-year sequels. Sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just so glad it was like I'm I'm still like I still think about it every day like in that movie. So I'm super happy about that. I'm gonna watch it again and over uh, Fourth July weekend because uh because of America. Hell yeah, yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. All right. Number two, Elvis making thirty point five million, grossing fifty point five worldwide. That's that's not bad. Actually. Wait, wait. Did I hear a tie at the top? Thirty point five for both. You did, but they, oh, they gave yeah, it to wait till have to wait till Monday to see what it shakes out to be for real, huh? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm sure it'll be Top Gun shaking out, but pelvis coming into the two hole. All right, number yeah, three, Jurassic cool. World Dominion twenty six point four, bringing us worldwide to seven forty six. I think it's going to stall there, pretty pretty hardcore. It's still not a that's a decent spread for the top three. It is. I'm actually really happy. And then Black Phone, a horror movie, twenty three point four, just domestic. 35 worldwide for a horror film. That's pretty good. It's not bad. It's kind of usually what they top out at. And number five, sadly, Lightyear, 17.5, 152 million. How, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, I just, Pixar can do better. Pixar can do better. Um, all right, gentlemen. So that's, actually, I'm, I'm glad we have a very fierce competition for the top, uh, the top ones so- this week. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the numbers like for Top Gun over since it's it's uh, release on what May 27th or whatever it is. Yeah. So it it was first place three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Then it goes to second place, then third place, then back to first this week. But like it's drop, it's like it's pumping out. And this is just domestic. Uh, I think domestic that I can see right here. But it's like it's 90, 50, 40, 30. And we're like this thing is one, two, three, four, five, six weeks in. It's just making money still. So that's uh, in the industry. They say that that has some legs. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's cool to see. There, buddy. It's cool to see. Good, good for it because it's damn good. Nothing really comes out next weekend for Fourth Mm -hmm. of July weekend, so So, I expect to have another strong. Yeah, minions. Minions will do okay. Was that this week? That's July Fourth. Oh, well, that's Mm. yeah. So. Well, I mean, if 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 Lightyear didn't if Lightyear didn't kill it, then you know, I, I, maybe Minions can't either. Like, not like that doesn't make any anyway. sense. Hold on, that doesn't make any sense. Because that's a Monday. 
July one's a Friday. Yeah. Oh yeah, for, for the fourth is a Monday. So yeah, that's Minions is the, the July fourth week, week. Oh okay. I thought you said it came out on July fourth. I'm like, why the hell would it come no. out on a Monday? July first. I mean, Minions will do okay for itself on that that weekend. Yeah, I it's mean, got a, it's got a pretty good following. See, yeah. that would be a pretty even spread. I think you know, even with Minions, Black Phone, Elvis, uh, Top Gun, still Lightyear. I think they're all going to do okay. I think you know, no one's going to walk away clearly the loser on that weekend. Maybe actually Lightyear might be <laughs> because. People have yeah. seen it, like the faithful have already seen it, and they're going to see other things. So maybe Lightyear might be the loser for that. Well, and we'll talk about it too. Lightyear doesn't have a whole lot of like we need to go see that again. Yeah, that's a good. You point. know, it's it's peaked out. Hmm. Um, all right, we'll see. That's okay. So this past weekend brought us a black phone. That was a man from Toronto on Netflix. Then we have, of course, July first. We have the Minions and Mister Malcolm's List. July eighth. Thor, Love and Thunder, another small release small you may have heard about. Small indie flick. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, Where the Crawdads Sing on July 15th, mm-hmm. The Gray Man, and Nope on July nope. 22nd. What, please know The Gray Man is, that's Ryan Reynolds and Chris Evans. That's no, on Netflix. It's Ryan Gosling. I'm sorry, Ryan, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Sorry, got my Ryan's mixed up. Uh, <laughs> my, my beautiful, <laughs> handsome Ryan's. That's right. The BMR's. Uh, DC Legal Super Pets and Vengeance on the 29th. August 5th is Bodies, 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 Bullet Train, which is exclusively theaters and IMAX, and Easter Sunday. So, quick question. Shoot. Have we ever seen a trailer for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? We haven't, actually. That's that's a good sign this far out. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't... Here's... Okay, let's, let's, let's look at Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, <laughs> so the... Oh, my goodness. When a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns into a deadly – a party game turns friendly in this fresh and funny-looking backstabbing fake friends and one party gone wrong, very, very wrong. Um, that sounds riveting. I don't even know anyone in it. What? Oh, Pete Davidson's in it. Say, Pete Davidson's in it, right? <laughs> Like of course he is, right? Of course he is. And then and then the, the the four people that get billing over him are four: Amanda Steinberg, Maria Baklovia, Rachel Sonnet, Chase C. Wonders, all women. Maybe that's why Pete's like, yeah, I'll do it. Fine. Um, I think we'd be okay missing that one. What do you think? Making calls out that far, huh? Do you want to watch some dress movie? No, we won't be seeing that. <laughs> well, well, we might. We might. Well, I mean, hold on. The Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris movie comes out against the, the Paws of Fury. And what's the other one? The two. Yeah. Those are the two ones that will actually Vengeance, be Vengeance or whatever. whatever. Vengeance. Uh, Vengeance is the one that goes up against Minion or uh, League of Super Pets. But hold on one second. First showing. All right, let's talk about this. Look, I mean. It makes sense for us to do Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris a little bit at least. Let me. Uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is. Well, that's July 15. That's Pause of Fury and Where the Crawdads Sing. So, no, it does not. Yes! Don't quote, don't quote me on this. I believe my wife reread the um, Where the Crawdads Sing. Pause book. of Fury? No. So, that I, th- <laughs> I think I'm going to see that with her, which I'm kind of I'm really excited for. But I believe she's read it before and reread it. so that Where, it where the Crawdads Sing? Yeah. Yeah, I think okay. it's, it's sold like that book sold like 50 million copies or some yeah. ungodly number. So that's like yeah, Stephen King numbers, man, right there. there. Jeez, it's a style. It's a style of book that's like right down her alley. So she's. I think she's excited to at least go see that one. 
she a big crawdad fan is she i mean crawdads just loves just just loves crawdads we hey we did live in we did live in louisiana for a little bit and they are tasty <laughs> i bet you they are I've never they had are. them they sound delicious yeah no they're, 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 I mean, they're like mini, little tiny lobster little mini lobsters so good mm. Mm -mm -mm. you just get them out of the creek around here i wouldn't eat them though i would <laughs> would you yeah i have <laughs> oof that actually explains a lot. <laughs> that that fresh bluegill, you know, caught right out of a pond that you know was on. Oh, get the old right fresh bluegill coming out of the pond. Good stuff, man. Whatever. You guys don't live. We don't know how to live. I'll yeah. take you on that. Currently, <laughs> right, let's take a look at what's streaming this week. We are taking a look at HBO Max, and I'm going to pull one, Roger. You may or may not agree with it. Forty-seven Ronin. By director Carl Wrench, Keanu Reeves. Yep. Uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, Tabiambu Asanano. I, man, these names I'm butchering. I'm sorry. Rinko Kikuch and uh, Ko Shabasaki. Hey, I've perfect. Butchered Good job, names. I'm sorry. 2013, <laughs> but that's an okay movie. That's actually a really fun movie if you, have, if you haven't seen that one. It's available on Amazon, uh, HBO Max, but that's an interesting one. And Keanu fits right in it, too, with the, with the samurai sword. He fits right in it. I was watching John Wick today. Good. How do you feel about that? Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. I'd, I'd like my, my. I think I'm gonna sit down and make my wife watch John Wick with me. At least the first one because she's Has never, she never seen, seen it. No, nah, she's never seen any of them. Dude, you know what might be a huge action fan, but I, they're just they're just such good such good films that I I just wanted to see at least the first one. I bet she likes it honestly. I bet she'll film. say it's pretty. It's you know it's pretty good at least like decent. You know what might be a better entrance, Chris? For that is nobody. It's, 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 it's got the whole family thing. It's got like the like I, I don't know. I feel like that might be more accessible for someone who's not really seen John Wick. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna force her to sit down and watch one of these films, it's gonna be John Wick. It's Look, gonna nobody's be. Nobody's not a bad movie. Nobody's still like an eight or a nine. Let's, let's be honest. I agree. But John Wick started all that. That's true. That is the original one. So we'll go with that one. So uh, speaking of nobody, real quick, I follow uh, Bob Odenkirk on Twitter. And he was. Why wouldn't you? Uh, oh yeah, because you should. Um, he was with the principal photography team for Nobody, scouting out some locations for. Oh yeah. Yeah, for for a, an unnamed film. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I wonder what that is. But yeah, I hope was it's a sequel to Nobody Two or whatever. Or was it going to be Somebody? Nobody and Somebody. Interesting. Interesting. After a while, Nobody becomes Somebody. <laughs> That's I mean, that's a hell of a tagline. I, I think you just figured it out, Roger. You're, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> All right, number two, Ride Along by director Tim Story, Ice Cube, Kevin Hart, John Leguizamo, Bruce McGill, Lawrence Fishburne, 2014. That one's actually kind of funny. If you have not seen the Ride Along movies, those are, those are pretty hilarious. You should definitely check that out too. And the last one's going to be a legendary one, of course, The Goonies by director yeah. Richard Donner, Sean Astin, Josh Brolin, Corey Feldman, Joe Pantoliano, 1985, the year of my birth. Who, which one of you made that scoff when I said the Goonies? It was Chris? No, I said no. I said yes. Oh yeah, the Goonies. I actually like the Goonies quite. There's a actually bit. a Goonies. The sequel is coming out in 2027. On IMDb, it has it slated for 2027. It's a long way away. Um, so true story. Uh, recently at work, there's not a whole lot to watch on TV, so we have somebody's HBO Max account hooked up to our main television. We actually had Goonies on this past week, so it was nice. Nice time killer. That's a, that's a pretty timeless movie, actually. Yeah, we've got, we try to go through stuff where we can watch like multiple movies. Like 
we went through the original Jurassic Park trilogy. We've done the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and all that stuff, just trying to keep stuff going all day long. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's watch the Goonies. And yeah, so we did. Goonies is a better Uncharted movie than Uncharted was. That's what I mean. Was. Goonies was Uncharted. <laughs> Goonies spurned Uncharted. Yeah. And then like, yeah, Goonies. That's Nathan, that's, Nathan, that's Nathan Drake's actual origin story. Yeah, there you go. All right. Also available on HBO Max, and like I said, they're like the legacy people. They have all these franchises. The, all the Jurassic Park movies, all the Matrix movies, all the Harry Potter movies are all available. So, I mean, don't ever forget collections are on there too. And it's, it's a very viable resource if you want to get caught up on collections like that. All right. This week, we're taking a look at some trailers. Let's talk about Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Uh, Roger, yeah, start us off. Um, this movie's about a lady that makes dresses? No. Yeah, no. It's about, a, yes. it's about a lady who wants to buy a dress. No, no, no. She ends up making the dresses too, buddy. Oh god, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, I know it sounds a little silly, but the on Netflix, the Bridgerton crowd is huge. Something we didn't bring up with Downton Abbey is the same people that watch Bridgerton watch Downton Abbey. They're going to watch this too. So, I mean, to a lot of people, this movie is going to be a day one watch. So I, I just, it also, did anyone else get the vibe of like an early 2000s movie, like a 2003, 2002? Chris, did you get that vibe like, a little bit? No, no, I didn't. No, I mean, I can't wait to see the box office so we can see how many fans there are out there. Wait, like, do you think it's going to be high or low? It's going to be low. Oh, <laughs> we'll I, see that. I don't know. I bet you it does okay. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think a good, like, you know, temperature gauge will be to compare it to the Downton Abbey movie, like, really box office weeks for opening like directly and that'll give us a good idea of how many people from that crowd how far off was this movie from coming out a couple weeks yeah yeah like july 15th or something like that yeah it's close i bet you it gets outgunned by top gun in week eight week eight oh that's a lot man I will take Grace is over here violently shaking his head. I'm not, not violently. I just I don't think that's gonna happen. You want to put a value meal on that one? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll, listen, I'll take that bet. Sure. All right. Fine. Value meal your choice. Um, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll take my that. choice, not your choice. I'm just yeah, telling you that. That's right a value meal of your choice. No, that's what I mean. Okay. It, it'd be me it means he's gonna win. I'm the winner. Oh. It right. was just right over his head. He had no idea. It's fine. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Definitely. I don't think it's gonna be like that though. I really don't. I mean, again, I honestly hope that if I have to watch this movie, that it's good. I just don't think it's going to do very well. It could be oh, good and not make any bad, money. That's true. I mean, look at Black Phone. Apparently, Black Phone's pretty good. I've been calling it, and you guys told me you didn't want to watch it. Here we are. I can't no, wait. No, I, I never said I didn't want to watch it. I never watch one of what Black Roger movies. just doesn't like horror movies. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think when we talked about it, we were you guys were questioning if it would be good or if it would actually be good or not. I think it looks good. All right, Chris had some kids coming up. All right, let's talk about Codename Banshee, Antonio Banderas, kicking ass. Roger, what do you think? Why does he have red hair? Does it matter? I mean, story? it does, because he doesn't have red hair. But why does And Antonio Banderas is like an older guy now. He could just have gray hair. That's okay. Maybe he doesn't want, maybe that's, in, I mean, maybe he doesn't want gray. He doesn't he want to be a silver fox. And he should shave it. He's not even silver. Gray. Let, let the man be whatever hair color he wants to be. Jesus. I mean, look. This movie is exactly what you think it is. <laughs> it's another John Wick movie or want to be John. Well, Wick it's movie. it's another Taken movie. Is what it yeah. is. It's you think it's Taken? I I think it's more. It's going to be more Taken than John Wick. Yeah. Okay. okay, but so we've seen this before, probably. Again, I mean, look, it's probably going to be a fun shoot 'em up movie, right? 
It's yeah. not good. Another, another not old guy kicking ass. Yeah. You don't think this is Oscar bait? I don't. <laughs> I think this was a quick. I think this was a quick paycheck for him. They probably shot this in like two months or less. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it was an easy in, easy out for Antonio Banderas, which is nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, if the movie's entertaining, if the movie's good, and it's low budget, then there's nothing wrong with that. I'm always a fan of seeing uh, seeing movies like that. But I, the, it also the production value looks pretty low, though, when you look at the trailer, like them like laughably like indie movie 2005 kind of low. So I, I don't really know how to feel about that, but I'm I'm here for it. You guys know I'm here for it. Is that a direct to Amazon or something like that? I think I mentioned the streaming services it was on oh, okay. VOD and theater theater. So, um, what about Hot Seat with Mel Gibson? What do you think? Um, this is Speed meets Phone Booth. It's a Mel Gibson movie, and he's in the Bomb Squad. It's nice to see Johnny Drama from Entourage getting work though. That's cool. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Dylan, yeah, it's yeah. Really nice. He's the one that's so. Who do you think? Do you, do you think it's going to end up being Mel, Mel Gibson, the guy in the the guy with whose face you can't oh, see? Oh no, he's saving the guy. He's saving him. I mean, Mel's been a villain a couple of times in the past couple of years. I mean, so. he can be. A, I mean, he's been a villain in life. Let's be honest. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> For some folks, yeah, right, fair. Um, okay, I the hot seat also looks question of questionable value production wise. Production value, not so much. Okay. Yeah, no, but. That's what you. But when you get those guys, you're you're getting you're, you're getting good, strong actors, and put some money behind it. You know, it's, I mean, for people like me, it's going to be a must see because I love Mel Gibson. You know, there's not even a Wikipedia article about Codename Banshee. Is there not really? No, that I can find. Because normally, shit. that's how I go to get the budgets. because mm. it doesn't look like it's very pricey. That that means it's like probably like fifteen or less. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, it's it is what it is. So. I'm excited for those three, especially Mrs. Harris goes to Paris just to piss you off, Roger. But uh, yeah, we're excited for those. Let's talk about. Oh, I want to mention one one other movie that I watched this week. Uh, on Thursday, I celebrated my 15 year wedding anniversary with my wife, and since half my family is sick, we had to basically cancel our plans for it. So we decided to grill steaks have some drinks and we watched American Psycho, a fun romantic comedy. <laughs> a very fun romantic comedy, yeah, of course. It was her idea. So I Was it really? Oh, dude. It was your wife's idea. She loves American Psycho. Nice. You know, I think it's my it's really because it was back when we first got together, she had never seen it, so I was like, you have to check out this movie, you have to check out this movie. And in hindsight, you know, it's a, it was a calculated gamble that worked out. But, you know. That was when, – when was American Psycho? It came out in like 2001, 2002. When was the Meat Train or whatever? Remember he did that one movie? Midnight too? Meat Train. Midnight Meat Train. Well, that, was, that was it. What he had to like lose a shitload of weight for. Do you remember that? No, that was Machinist. Oh, the machine. Okay, the machine. It's not midnight. <laughs> the midnight meat train can be a lot of different things. Uh-huh. <laughs> machinist. Um, okay, so – Wait, so you guys like you? You guys just grilled steaks, got some drinks, and watched American Psycho for your wedding anniversary. Yeah, all right, it's fair. I mean, I and it judge. was awesome. Good for you guys, man. Good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what else I did though? You know what that's I did? Also watch? available on HBO Max, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I did watch last week that that Mel Gibson movie, um, Force of Nature. When. 
the hurricane hotel hurricane, the hurricane and like his building also oh, gets God. assassin's how, how company's building how bad that's what it was it was entertaining kate bosworth is looks like she's 160 years old now um wow but it's okay grace is out here just being mean to people and you know what's funny is like he has a really he has a great death scene that is very real. And if you see the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. They actually stabbed him. <laughs> Get the realism. He died, he died on camera. He actually um, died. No, but it's – I actually really enjoyed how they didn't do too much with him. They just let him be Mel, let him be a badass for a little while, and then he's taken out of the story by one of the bad guys. But it's, it's, a, very, it's a very interesting way to take out a character, I thought, especially Mel Gibson, especially Mel Gibson. Um, so that's interesting. I think I saw it on streaming. It was I forget what streaming it was, but it's available if you want to check that one out. Though I'm, I'm a huge Mel Gibson fan, so I'm always going to be a huge Mel Gibson fan. But I think the man is better than most actors, even today, even young actors today. I think he's just better than everyone who's on the screen. I mean, right? anybody can live enough to die on screen for realism. <laughs> yeah, this is a step I'd never make as a young actor. Uh, oh, the in the third Expendables movie, I always talk about he's in the back of the van with like. I mean, who's in the back of the van with him? Um, Barney Fife. Who's the main character of Expendables? Um, Stallone. Stallone, Kellen Lutz, a couple other guys. I think two guys from Top Gun Maverick are back in the back of the van from, in the third Expendables movie. And when Mel Gibson starts talking, he just – that scene is his. He just commands every scene he's in that movie too. And it's no surprise because Mel Gibson is the best uh, of those 80s action, of those 80s action guys. But – at least in my opinion, but he is—he's uh, a very strong actor, and he's, and he's still got it going. So I'll, def- I'll definitely be checking out the hot seat. Just if, you know, that ask you guys for a, an explanation you didn't want. So you got it. All right, movie of the week, gentlemen. Let's talk about Lightyear. I know you're excited. I'm excited. Everyone's excited. Lightyear, the much anticipated from Pixar, Lightyear that kind of fooled us all of what it was. The Rotten Tomatoes for Lightyear. The tomato meter is 75% and the audience score is 85%. Those are pretty decent numbers. Any movie should be happy to have those numbers. Those are pretty decent. I, 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 don't agree with the, I don't agree with the second one, but I agree with the first number. You think the Pixar folks are happy to have that score? No, of course not. That's got one of the, on the lower end, right? That's all I'm going to go check. So, All right, Lightyear. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the – What was his number? 78? 75 and 85. All right, of course, Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, Kiki Palmer as Izzy Hawthorne, Dale Souls as Darby Steele, Taiki Watita, Ta- Taika Watiti, sorry, as Mo Morrison, which is great, Peter Sohn as Sox, Uzo Aduba, whom I've met, by the way, Alicia Hawthorne, James Brolin, <laughs> name new drop, James Brolin as Emperor Zerg, aka Thanos, number two, Mary McDowell Lewis as Ivan, I V A N. Hey, that's not Thanos. That's Thanos' dad, buddy. Oh, for Thanos' dad. Fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Isaiah Whitlock Jr. as Commander Burnside and Kira Hairston as young Izzy, directed by Angus McLean. Let's get into it. Rob, tell us what Lightyear is about. All right, before I get into that, I would like to know that 75% that falls in beneath Monsters University in the rank of Pixar's. Monsters University is a sleeper, though. In my opinion, I actually uh, like that one. At seventy-five, it also comes in one point above Cars. Cars is good, though. I like Cars. The first Cars is pretty good. I thought. Hold I mean, on, maybe cars, I got the Rotten Tomatoes. Cars Two is the worst Pixar. 
Or better than the good dinosaur? Cars 2? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cars 2's Rotten Tomato score is a 39. It's the only Pixar rated lower than a 68. Jeez, what the hell happened to that one? Jesus. I mean, that was, was, was that the World Rally one? That's the, yeah, where they're spies. Cars <laughs> 2, World Rally, whatever. Yeah, Tomater is a spy. Yeah, Tomater. Yeah. Tomater. Um, okay, so what Lightyear is about? Lightyear is the story of Buzz Lightyear, basically. Um, if you've seen Toy Story, you know the character, Mr. Space Ranger himself. Um, you know, Andy gets the toy Buzz Lightyear from the movie Lightyear. And the opening thing says this is that movie. So this is Buzz Lightyear's story of how he became a fictional character, I guess. Which I think it fools all of us because we're all wondering how the hell does he get from where he is in space to Andy's room? I guess none of us expected that this – I thought it was kind of a cool explanation though of in 1995, Andy receives a toy and this is that movie that made him want that toy. Yeah, I thought that maybe, was a really interesting explanation. Yeah, that's fine. One that I don't think anyone was really expecting and or considered. Well, I mean how are you, are you supposed to make an actual movie about how a toy got built in a little Chinese factory? I don't. So, well, I mean, I, I could argue that you don't have to have a correct, like, like a direct correlation between like this and Toy Story. This could have been its own spinoff of like a character that they you know, have created. Of, and, of course, yeah, and yeah, they decided to make a universe too. They don't have to link the two. To be honest, yeah. linking the two creates a few holes in the movie, which I'll bring up. But it's like it's just one of those things. Like it's not necessary. It's fine that they did it. It doesn't hurt it in any way, shape, or form. But like. They could have just done like you know this is you know the Buzz Lightyear story and just gone with it, not not having to. Like no, it's not the Buzz Lightyear story. It's the Buzz Lightyear movie that Andy loves. I I get that. I mean, it, and it's already a movie within a movie, which is like its own weird thing. But Ooh, whatever. Very specific sub drama or subset of drama. <laughs> movies built inside of another movie's canon. <laughs> so let's, let's let's talk about how let's talk about Tim Allen not being anywhere in this movie. Wait, where is he supposed to be? I mean, there's a character he could have voiced if they'd thought. I mean, I, I thought they would have been able to voice. You know, you know exactly who I'm talking about, too. Who Lightyear? Yeah, Buzz, the older one. Yeah, eh, maybe he didn't want to. I mean, that's the only. That's the only thing I could think of. Maybe he just didn't want to. I don't think. I think if I don't, I, I don't think they approached him. I imagine it was their decision not to. I didn't dig into it, but I imagine it was not Tim Allen's decision to not voice Buzz. But I mean, Chris I mean, they would have had to have asked him, right? You would think, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Um, you're so. I mean, I guess it was it was kind of jarring. Chris Evans is not a bad choice for anybody ever for any character. I just even seeing the trailer, even leading up to this, I still wanted. Tim Allen to voice the character because that's what we know. That's who voices Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Roger, you and I grew up with Toy Story. Yeah. A lot of people grew up with it. our entire generation grew up with that. Um, Chris, yeah, I, mean, I don't think. I, I mean, when it comes down to the movie, though, I don't think that actually matters. That's just a sentimental choice thing. It doesn't affect the movie in any way, right? Uh, it affects your perception of the character, maybe. But I mean, I don't think it really does affect anything. I mean. No, I don't, I don't think so. All right, so let's talk about Lightyear then. Let's talk about how they how how we're starting out with Lightyear. We're trying to be a more linear, talk things in a more linear plane. As so it I mean, was. Lightyear starts after the little hey, this is the movie that 
the Toy Story character is based on. You know, it's just a Space Ranger story. They're on a strange planet. There's a couple of Rangers there. You got Buzz and Alicia, and that's uh, they kind of get marooned there because Buzz crashes their turnip. <laughs> and, you know, that's his. This is the whole story is basically Buzz Lightyear's redemption, right? This is a redemption arc, yeah. I mean, it's it's almost painfully so. That's what I mean. It's almost like super painfully so a redemption arc, but yeah. Which I'm okay with, and it's very tropey. You know, you every character you see in this movie is absolutely a stereotype on itself, which is okay, I guess. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, Buzz is a young, young space ranger. He's cocky. He's um, the best, bro. He's the best, but he's still he's still cocky, and he still doesn't need to like check in, think about checking himself. Uh, you know, just. Reality Did check you himself. say he should have checked himself before he wrecked himself? If that's how the saying goes, Roger, that's the saying. Wow. I'm just not sure where... I'm not sure where, where else you could have started the movie besides where it was. No, I mean, if you're going to build a movie into this world, I think that the, the ch- path they chose to go down works fairly well. Um, but the one thing I do want to mention, and we're trying to do this a little bit more linearly, at no point does this movie actually go like, wow, that's different, or wow, what a crazy decision they made there, right? It's as point A to point B to point C as you get. You know, they're building a hyperdrive to get back off this planet, find out that it's basically time traveling for Buzz, which is a large part of Interstellar, by the way. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really it you know time passes people age on and that sort of stuff so that's really how this just goes there's no point of just like oh this is really incredible or anything like that it's just kind of there the story isn't the strongest and I think for Pixar that's a that's a like gut check for especially this being one of their like this is a spinoff of one of their most famous their movies premier property yeah I mean, it does look good. Looks real good. It does. Like the parts where he's flying through space, man, like that's awesome animation. Absolutely awesome. But for the first time in a long time, their storytelling just kind of falls flat. Well, it's just, excuse me, you're like, it's just generic. The microphone. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I can't get away from it. It's just generic, though. That's the whole thing. And Pixar's not generic. You know, Pixar usually takes it to that, usually takes it to the edge. It's not generic. So the one thing that Pixar seems to be very inconsistent with is their sequel properties, right? So obviously they made four of the best movies ever animated in the four Toy Stories, right? As a group of three or four movies, there there's very few that will ever be better. But then some of the stuff they've done direct sequels to, and this one being like a little kind of a sequel kind of a prequel connected property they haven't been the best like when they did incredibles incredibles the first incredibles movie is one of their best pixars and by the time they roll around to do an incredibles 2 it was probably 10 years too late and it was only okay and then their other multiple properties you know like finding dory isn't nearly as good as finding nemo and then you have the entire disaster, which is Cars. 
I mean, the original Cars movie was something interesting. The second movie is the worst Pixar they've made. The third is just saying, hey, we didn't really mean to make the worst piece of shit we've ever made here. You know, we can do better than this. But they have a real, real hard time trying to take these stories and mold them into bigger things than what they are. And I don't think they have to do that. They don't have to be some sort of weird universe. I don't, I don't believe so anyway. Well, like, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying about the whole sequels thing and, like, when they take some time or they go away from it. But, like, the Incredibles example, they're very close in what they're rated. I think Incredibles 2 is rated higher than Incredibles 1, actually. Well, but the thing is, is that movie, it's yeah. something that that's way too long to do to not really change anything. Yeah, and I like, agree with that, yeah. Didn't the second one start like 13 seconds after the first one ended? It was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. I mean, 13 <laughs> seconds in you know, like 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they could have benefited from maybe aging up, maybe letting well, so, like, Okay. That yeah. was the one thing. That movie took so long in between. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, we just could have kept going. <laughs> you know, make it one giant four hour movie, you yeah. know? And I, honestly, listen, I'm not saying the Incredibles two is bad. It's just when they do their sequel things, they seem to have trouble building the bigger story, which if you're doing a sequel, you don't want it to be like, Hey, this is just the second or, you know, the first movie a second time. You have to be looking to go bigger than that. Right. I mean, fast, fast, and furious went to the moon. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, it took them nine movies to get there, though. I mean, bigger every time, right? So, I mean, it's not incorrect. All, only going up, baby. But, it, but I mean, okay, well, let me ask you this then. What what does The Incredibles 2 do differently than the first Incredibles? Not much. That's, the sequel's got to be different. You know, well, that, that, well, that's the problem. We're like, that movie's fine, but it's just... It's more of The Incredibles. Yeah. And it's not as good as The... I don't think it was as good as The Incredibles. That's just my personal opinion. Chris, I mean, like, it's again, it's, it's, I like... Fine. I mean... We like two more than one, but that's because my kids, you know, that was their movie was Incredibles 2 because, you sure. know, Incredibles 1 was before them. And my youngest really likes Incredibles 2, you know, and I don't mind either one of them. I think I think Incredibles is the better movie, yes, but no, I think it, by far it is the better movie. I mean, that's not my personal opinion, but it would be yeah, way too late. So let's talk about Lightyear then. Is Lightyear too late? Is Lightyear too matter? late? They it's not really a sequel. So does I, it I was going to say, I don't think Lightyear's too late. I, I would argue that Lightyear's right on time. You know what I mean? Because you're because you've now had your four Toy Story movies in the Toy Story universe as the your characters as toys. I think that Toy Story, I mean that Lightyear, and the premise and the fact that it's not toys and it's kind of diving more into like in some way into that universe. I think it's fine. It's a good. I think it's a good jumping off point to some, you know, some things they already have. They already have access to. They already have some lore on, quote unquote. You know. I think it's fine. I think it's a good time for it. There's, there's, it's not a bad time for it. Well, I think a better question is a movie like Lightyear necessary. That is a better question, I think. And I don't think it is necessary, to be honest with you. I don't. I don't think it is. Because, okay, when you walked out of this movie... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What would you want instead of Lightyear? I mean, I'm I'm a... You know, not a stickler. I'm a, I'm a fan of... Like, when they have original properties, original yeah. things... I think yeah. they do better work. Okay, yeah, and that, and that's fair. But and like beyond the fact that this is touching on you know like like you know Buzz and like a story of of a hero, it, it is kind of an original work though, isn't it? No, I mean, the I don't story, think so. the story is original, okay. but like I, I mentioned to you because I saw this movie before you did. Like if yeah. you watched Toy Story, yes. like all the Toy Stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
they give you a large chunk of Buzz's story. Now you, you don't know it at the time. Yeah, yeah. But after watching the movie, you're like, okay, I I knew that. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. During the movie, you're like, oh, I do remember that from the Toy Story thing. Okay. So it's like they've built this story, at least pieces of it, built it into another actual movie. Yeah. Which that in itself is kind of cool to be able to pull that off. Yeah. But I think when the story that we get yeah there's plenty of original stuff in here plenty of stuff that should be cool and it's kind of just comes out ho-hum it's like mm-hmm. eh, okay like i don't think there's anything overly wrong with this movie mm-hmm. but i don't think there's anything overly excellent about this movie either i, I you know and i agree with that because it definitely has very I, you know what you know it might be excellent though hmm. i was gonna say the um the montage but only because it's just a reskinned up montage you know, like we all love the yeah, give up. It's but like the montage he keeps going in years past, and then his commander f- dies. But like that's a that's a that's probably the best part of the movie, right? Like it's one the most of, emotional part of the one movie. of the most important, yeah. one of the most most powerful parts of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that part stuck with me only, but only because I think up never left me. Chris, you started to say something. What were you saying, buddy? Oh, um, I actually don't remember, but it, it, it's okay. It, I don't think it was going to be anything huge. It's fine. But it's just like this movie. I expect better from Pixar than what we get here. I remember. I remember what I was going to say. Um, the movie does have very like very Cars vibes at times because it does fall kind of flat in in moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where so I do agree with you on that. I do. But yeah, it's like you, when you hear, "Hey, they're doing the Buzz Lightyear story," and you watch this movie, you're just like, "Yeah, okay." But then I think maybe Pixar's just not built for me anymore. Maybe I'm aging out of Pixar. No, I don't think I don't think that's yeah. because other people well, had problems well, Lightyear too. Well, that, that's fine. But think about their last couple of Pixar movies we've actually gotten. We got Onward, which is an okay movie. It's not anything spectacular. We get Turning Red, which is different. Rates pretty high. Doesn't really relate to me as I get older. Now it relates to me more as a parent than it does more as a kid, you know, because I have a daughter aging through some of this stuff or will be aging through some of this stuff. And then Lightyear, something that you know, with the Toy Story stuff, something that I grew up with, and I watch this movie going, "That's okay." You know, it's not like earth shattering to me anymore, because Pixar used to be the best thing that there was. That was also back before they had any competition whatsoever. Disney it, was their only competition. Hold on. It wasn't just the fact that they were 3D animated things. The stories were spectacular. The story is not. It's okay. But it's not incredible. But I mean, were, were they any different than like, I mean, you take, I mean, Lion King, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast are, I mean, they'd give any Pixar movie a run for their money. Those Sure. Movies. Lightyear doesn't. No, but you're, but you're saying the right thing, but I don't think it's because I think you've seen enough Pixar movies to know what doesn't doesn't work. And it, this doesn't mean you're aging out of Pixar. Maybe they are, maybe they're losing touch with what made them great in the beginning. I mean, well, that's the other side of that. It's not me, it's them. Because, and I don't, I don't want to sit on this for too long, but there was obviously a 2022 segment in here. Now, the only way that gets in there is if someone makes a note to put that in there. Um, but is that, I mean, Pixar from the 90s is definitely not the Pixar of today. Nothing is. Things change. Things evolve. Sure, of course. 
So maybe it's not the fact that you've aged out. Maybe they've lost touch with their audience. Or maybe they're trying too hard. That's, see, that's what I was trying to say. Maybe they're just trying too hard. And then when you try to, you know, what's the whole thing with sand? What's the whole thing? What the adults tell you when you have your first breakup is you hold sand in your hand. You just hold the harder you squeeze, the more it's going to slip through your fingers. You know, the, 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 the lighter you hold it, the more it stays in there. Oh, so deep thoughts with Grayson Maxwell. That's what, that's what a teacher told me on my first breakup in middle school. You carved that in your arm. I did. Scarred myself. <laughs> I need the pain to feel alive. <laughs> you just you carve a picture of the girl in your arm. Like, yeah. look, I made you a picture. Yep, exactly. Um, I love you so much. I don't know if it was. Pixar was fine. Or not, not Pixar. Lightyear's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I just. Let's get into so what's going on in what's going on in the okay, so I'll give I'll give a real brief synopsis of the story and then we can pick out parts we actually want to talk about because I think a lot of this because this movie's kind of mediocre to me that nothing really sticks out of stuff that hey you have to talk about that or hey we need to really go over that but the real story is so the whole space ranger colony or the colony that the space rangers are escorting is marooned on this planet and they crash there because Buzz crashes the ship trying to flee away. It's not really his fault, but you know, he, he takes this as his burden that he has to fix everything. He's got to be the guy that goes after they build their hyper engine, that he's got to be the guy that tests it out because it's his fault. And it's basically his cross to bear. So we find out when he goes into hyperdrive, testing it out, as he circles around this star, which is like the equivalent of this planet's sun, time bends around him the longer he's gone the longer the more time goes on which is a concept like i said from interstellar the closer you get to a black hole the more you age in relative to time so the first time buzz is gone he's gone for four minutes and like 38 seconds he's gone for four years okay so they build up this thing where you know he goes and it's like grayson said this montage of him skipping into space and in like less than four minutes, he's gone 70 years into the future. You know, he's watched all these people like through the memories kind of come and go. And, you know, his best friend has passed away and her family's growing, things like that. And he's just kind of a ghost passing through. You know, Buzz is here for a couple of days. He straps back on and goes back up into space. He's basically there for like a week at a time, right? He's time traveling four or five years every week. And... And everybody around him's aging and dying where Buzz just stays Buzz. And that in itself is pretty depressing. Because, <laughs> you know, Buzz doesn't have anybody. Well, it's, why they, robot, it's, cat. It's, why they, it's why they get him a therapy cat, right? Is it a therapy cat? I mean, is that's it, basically what it, it is. Or is it a secret ninja cat that almost does something to Buzz? Well, definitely not. A one of my cat. favorite exchange. One of my favorite exchanges in the movie is that exchange. But oh yeah, agreed. Um, and, and, and it is a good circle back joke that happens later on too. Which it I is. It, it really is. So and I gotta be honest. Socks is one of my favorite characters, and I think Socks is brilliant. He, he had me laughing more than anyone else did. Well, we're getting a little ahead of Roger here on on the synopsis, but Socks definitely steals the show. But I mean, Pixar wrote Socks all the funny lines though. Like they like they kind of made Socks stand. Socks is the comedy that and Taika with yeah. right? Okay, well, yeah, let, yeah. Me, let, let me ask you this. So Andy seeing this movie in '95, this exact movie we've that we've just seen. Wouldn't he have a socks toy? <laughs> that's right? what I. That's kind of what I'm asking. It's the same so, thing I'm asking with. It's the same yeah. thing I think they've done with. Um, Disney has done with this new Kenobi series. I watched a few episodes, and 
one of the things so one of the one of the characters first of all a little girl running from three grown men somehow gets away when these men bundle just can't get a hold of her is young princess leia don't you think don't you think in the first in episode four when she's given the message help me obi-wan kenobi you're my only hope she'd have mentioned oh yeah we we ran around on a planet for for a little while a couple of years ago you might remember me like they're just trying to be too cutesy with it you know i mean like is that not kind of a problem with buzz lightyear too well we have um, okay in the first in the first the first and second toy story movie we get a we get a ton of background on buzz just by what he says that's that's really all of the material you need right to, to build a movie around who buzz lightyear is as a space ranger yeah but like so like this is what i when i mentioned earlier where the movie kind of gets in its own way by making this a movie within a movie. This is where it kind of starts to fall off a little bit because when they talk about, you know, like the things they show you here and in this movie, and this is like what he watched, you would think that socks would have been in the world, right? Cause socks is, you know, it's, the it's, best. it's a perfect kid's toy, right? It's already, a, it's almost a toy in the movie as it stands. Only if it shoots poison dart or sleeper darts out of its well, mouth. Though. I agree. But like, <laughs> this is one of the things that kind of like, it's like, Oh, well, where have socks been this whole time? If this was, you know, before the Buzz Lightyear toy and all this other stuff, you know what I mean? Like a so, socks would have been a companion toy to Buzz Lightyear, absolutely, exactly, or something, anything, right? But it yeah, been included it's not. in a plastic shell, yeah, something like that. Yep, with socks. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's been a long time since I've seen Toy Story. Maybe Buzz mentioned having a cat at one time. I don't remember. It could have been one of those offhand remarks. He had a space cat or something. I don't remember. Oh so, yeah, I guess that is a possible thing. But, yeah. I mean, it's been so long since I've seen Toy Story. It's not anything that sticks out in my mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But some of that stuff some of that stuff is, though, what he said. I mean, obviously, to infinity and beyond, that's that's about as of iconic course. a phrase as Toy Story's ever had. Uh, and we get that one. We get the wings at a very important I moment. did. I did enjoy the wings because I kept thinking to myself during his like, – Where are the wings? Where is wings? wings yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where is wings? But when we, when we actually get to see it come into action, like, oh, wait, that seems pretty cool. Right? Yeah, 100. I mean, except for the fact he would have burned to death on reentry. <laughs> now, listen, <laughs> we can't we can't be too picky about our Buzz Lightyear. How science do you right? how science do you want to get, Roger? We have, we have we have matter transporting devices that are you know short to medium range that just relocate matter entirely, and these people can't find a warp drive. It's fine, you know, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's okay. We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but. Well, so, okay, back. I'll get back to my, my synopsis here. So as time passes on, it becomes more and more likely that Buzz is the only person that wants to get off this planet because everybody else during his, like, 70 to – what it ends up being, like, 90 total years that he Something jumps. Like yeah. Um, like, basically three full generations of family he jumps. And people are like, this is our home. We live here. And we live here now. We're just going to stay here now. Yeah. We're, we're done. I mean, we're we've been here for a hundred years. We're probably not going home. So, and then on his last trip back, Zerg happened to be there, which the is Zerg, a nice. The Zerg spelled Z U R G, not Z E R G, but Z U R G. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can't get sued. No, yeah, of course. <laughs> I do like to say that, Bill. And there's something cool that, you know, the Saudi, the Saudi royal family. Just because I we just saw Lightyear and saw they built like a dome city, they're going to build around their capital city. They're going to build a dome so and ships and contemporary and temperature control their city. How many billions of dollars do you have to have to build a dome around your your capital city? 
billions. Yeah, so billions anyway, but there, you know, I just thought that was really. But so what you're nice segue into Saudi royal money? <laughs> well, I, I found a coin this weekend. That I think this capitalism is. <laughs> well, okay, so it turns from we got to find a way off this planet to we actually are fine here. We just have to find a way to live with the natural inhabitants and defend ourselves, and that'll be okay. Um, I found that this weekend. Um, and it the, the mission changes from Buzz going back out there to Buzz being ordered not to go back out there. Because to Buzz going back out there. Because it doesn't matter. And I think that was – you know something they didn't do enough with is, is you, you know, I spent the last X 92 years of your life out there and my friend died trying to get off this plane. Like they didn't do enough of that. I thought that was coming and they didn't do it. But I love them just like, all right, Buzz, you're good. Take off. <laughs> I'm not very space rangery of you, but this movie doesn't. I mean, when you break it down, like all like the military assets and how they're able to turn a planet full of trees and rocks into like technology in a couple of years. I mean, I mean, in a hundred years, they should have started terraforming. Sure, but we didn't get any of that. I mean, I'm just saying, how sciencey do you want to get? Not as alien enough for you. How sciencey <laughs> do you want to get with this explanation? Well, yeah, well, too, the other stupid things like that that bother me, like we never find out what's going on with the plants. Why do they keep attacking people? Oh, yeah. We never came back. Like, oh, he doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. Even 100 years into the future, they still have fucking vines that just drag people around. And that people just seem to not talk about it. They're just yeah, like, like yeah. oh, I'll get it. Like, yeah. no, no, stop this. And I thought we'd have proper send-offs for character. We didn't see the short stubby guy again, did we? After he... Nope, he was just gone. After the montage, he was just yep. gone. I... I I feel like we were cheated out of a few scenes that we could have used in this. Maybe he, maybe he grew a sweet, he, he grew a sweet goatee though. I mean, it was strong. It was a strong goatee like that guy. Yeah. I don't know. Just to me, this movie is as generic as it gets for, for Pixar. Well, but then when we actually get to where the Zerg are here, and then they're trying to get up on their ship because they know if they get on the ship that they'll be able to stop everything. They don't know shit. Like they just decided like. The military people that are all barricading themselves in this weird laser dome that, like, what are they doing? Right? Well, they know. I mean, the person that's built the robots to attack knows all the defenses. Well, no, I understand that. But they're inside their dome. They're protected. They're just trapped in there. What are they doing? You mean, like, to break the... To break, yeah, like, yeah, to like break how, how are they defending? Yeah, <laughs> to break, what are they doing? I mean, but th- does the movie ever need to ask that question? It I think it, ask that question. I think it should, at least a little bit, because listen, we got old, we got old, uh, Mister. I need court martial Buzz Lightyear out here to save <laughs> the day. There's an entire armed military force in this dome. Yeah, what are they doing? Yeah, it's like we just die here. It's fine. We're out of food and oxygen eventually. <laughs> well, so on, that, uh, on the note of sorry give me a second um, yeah, the, you're right though you're, you're right though it really is like shouldn't instead of trying to get onto the zerg ship first shouldn't we need to establish contact with the people trapped in the dome not once oh you're talking about those those three milt three training idiots who Taika Waititi and two no, others. No, no. So, okay, so they're there, sure. But yeah, they get this grandiose plan that we're going to go into space and kick Zerg's ass, basically. They're just like, no, nah, we just need to talk to the people in there and see what's going on, what the real plan is. Nah. We don't nah, do but that. Like, 
because that that's too much for them. But this is but it's not okay. I understand. I'm getting a little bit too like this is a movie that I wanted it to be. But aren't they like junior mil? Aren't they basically ROTC military people? JROTC. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, well, let's talk about that for a moment. And uh, the granddaughter, right? Mm-hmm. It mentions that like he was gone twenty two for twenty two years on the last jump. Yep. When she was like a toddler when he left, right? Correct. So she'd be like 25, 26 years old. No, see, okay, I don't, I don't get that vibe. I don't, I don't think that that's right. Wasn't she? Wasn't he only gone for like four years the last time? No, too? his last jump because he went. So it's the faster you go, the longer you're gone. So like, and he yeah, hit, he, he hit. I remember that? He hit warp drive, and he when he lands, he uh, she says it's been twenty. Uh, Socks says it's been twenty two years. Oh, so, okay. so I never got the vibe that she was in her mid twenties. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, well and again, but yum, 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 she's, yum, yum, yum. she seems terribly incompetent for that, right? And like, well, yeah, because I mean, I, I definitely got the vibe she's like fourteen. Exactly, like, like, like her character comes off like she's younger, and you know when oh, you okay, again, right? I think she's older. I think she's definitely in her twenties. Yeah, so like, so like when you start to put these these small numbers together. The movie does fall apart a little, like on those things, on those grounds. And I know this is a kids' movie and blah blah blah, but Pixar doesn't usually like make these kinds of you know like mistakes. They're, they're usually good in the details, right? right. This time it doesn't. Actually, seem they're like kind they of were. the best in details, honestly. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so far as where we get like mini series and mini sodes and all these like little details in these movies that you know fans love to look out for the Easter eggs and all that. This has a lot of problems, and well, it has a lot of these little problems. And for guys that want to, that are you know that have been Pixar fans for a long time and are what and are watching this movie as an adult, it's kind of like you know it does pull you out for a second when you think about it. Now, can you turn your brain off and just enjoy the damn movie? Yes, but is this something here that like it's like you know how old are these? You know how old is this girl? How long has he been gone? Didn't he say it's been this? But like you know, it, it's just little stuff like this that doesn't feel Pixar's best. That's where I think. No, but, you're, but in the, in the details yeah. is where they make the problem. So how long have the robots been besieging that city? Do we even know that? A week. Less than a week. Yeah, not that long. Not that long at all. And, like, they're, like, full lockdown, not doing anything, not, you know, we're, you know they're just in their dome. Not fighting back. Yeah, okay. It's it, it could be a little weird, sure. I mean, but do we need those details for Lightyear? Maybe. Now that you said them, I'm like, now I want to see that movie. Right. Well, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other thing too with Buzz when he returns the last time, or I guess not even the last time before he goes out for his longest trip, like shouldn't every time Buzz Lightyear come back, shouldn't he be returning like a goddamn conquering hero? Like, shouldn't there be parades and be like Buzz? You got to tell us what happened this time. We need to know where we're at. Well, the first time they did, then they didn't after that. Because... No, never. Oh, that's right. He came back. He's like, how long was I gone? Yeah, they were like 40. Okay, no, he didn't have a parade then. Like, there's nothing. It's just like, I got to get back up here next week. Like, he comes back, like, regenerate, you know, like, decompresses for a week and he gets back in the ship and just goes. Not like, hey, how the, you nobody ever asked him how the fuel cells go in or just, he's just like, it doesn't work. <laughs> because they don't, they don't know when to expect him. I mean, it's years in the future for them. Oh, but still, wouldn't the day after he come back, you'd be like, oh my God, Buzz is back. Sure, sure. But I mean, again, it's the details that we're not getting in this movie that we needed to get. Because Toy Story was so good with the details. Right? That's Buzz the... Lightyear sacrifices his life for these idiots to get off his shit pile. <laughs> for these idiots. No one even cares. I'm not even sure I'm okay with, like, once we move into the next discussion of, like, the, the ROTC. I don't 
I didn't like where the story went. It's weird. It's it's like it's kind of adult without committing to being adult. You know, I mean, there's some funny moments, like the whole when he tries to do the Infinity and Beyond thing, and they don't know what he's doing. And he's like, "That's a thing I used to do with your grandma." And the the one girl, one day goes, "Who?" I I barely laughed at that because. That's funny. Well, it's in the trailer. We've all seen it so many times. Yeah, right but now. like when it actually comes up on screen, it's just like yes. And I, I love the I love the theme of the pencil too. That that was good. I you know that that was one Pixar quality theme that come back again and again and again. I also think we're deprived of red suits, um, Buzz Lightyear's, because that that maroon red suit's so much better than that purple and green one. Well, there was no way he was ever going to wear anything but the purple and green suit. I know, but. Just tell there's better options out there, better color scale. Sure. sure. You ever you ever customize a guy on a video game character? And sometimes you'd be like, "Yep, yeah, time to change it up. This is what it could be." And why? And like those other people would have been bought just as much as Buzz Lightyear for toys. Chris, going back to what we were saying about socks the cat. Yeah. Um, so there, I mean, maybe that is the inherent problem with making a movie behind a character from 1995 is you don't. It's, it's tough. Here's it's no tough to so, get all the details right. Well, with the detail stuff, they I think they just pigeonholed themselves by saying it's a movie within a movie, and it's not it's not yeah. it's not deeper than that because again, it's like you just said. What what see, like I don't the, think that's a what, problem at all though. I don't think I don't see how they pigeonholed themselves. Well, so you just you just I, said I can, it. I can I can actually break it down a little bit deeper than what Chris has said. So it's well, yeah, but, yeah. they say this is the movie that Andy watched. Instead of putting something like that there, you can just like this is the Buzz Lightyear story. Yeah, hundred percent. Not to say it's Andy's story that he watched or whatever. Yeah, because like, this is the Buzz Lightyear story. Yeah, because Grayson, you just said it. You said that, you know, you know, wouldn't they? They have they have had action figures too. You know, you would have had like the the whole Buzz Lightyear Ranger Squad. You know, you could buy all you know all four of the toys or whatever. Oh yeah, and you don't you think know somebody I mean? out there, some rich kids, got the turnip? <laughs> oh yeah. Does. Oh yeah. Does. Listen, I grew up in peak age of the Transformers. Oh yeah. If they were if they were made, kids were buying them. Like they were getting bombed. Well, I mean, let's talk about some of those, like some of those Lego Star Wars ships too. They're worth so much money if you kept them in oh, a yeah. box and pristine. Oh, yeah. Like thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, somebody's got a new inbox, mint condition, talking socks. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet would that be? But you're right. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's kind of a, a thing within a thing. It's like an inside joke the whole time. And Pixar so, fans know the joke. Well, yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's it's, it, it's, it's all of it's inside baseball, right? Well, it's a thing and a thing, but then they do a poor job of making the thing within a thing, and that's what hurts them, I think, for what we're what we're talking about right here, uh, this part of it. They just they'd have been safe for not doing that. They they tried to okay, connect sure, it because sure. I mean, it has fair. to be connected. That's okay. fair. Let's, can we? I want to skip ahead in the discussion just a little bit. I want to actually no, yeah, yeah, discuss yeah. a few actual movie things. Yeah. Um, well, the, well, the one thing I want to focus on because, like I said, there's nothing really surprising. So the team. Team doesn't work so well together. The team starts to work well together. Bad stuff happens. The team has to rescue other members of the team, right? Yeah. Pretty tropey, cookie cutter story there, right? Yeah. So let's talk about Buzz ending up on the Zerg ship. Okay. When we get our first thing, it's actually a little bit okay. That's kind of cool. When we find out, spoiler alert, that the leader of the Zerg is Buzz Lightyear. But that's just a much right, older right? version of Buzz Lightyear, and apparently not from this timeline. Which, dear God, I'd love to get into. <laughs> I mean, I really want to dig into the like super time travel part here. Mm-hmm. 
but like that's actually kind of cool and like that right there is a good story or an interesting part of the story it's kind of like oh, we meet old buzz old buzz is evil trying to keep trying to you know, take over this stuff from young buzz tim, tim, allen, tim allen could have voiced old buzz and it would have okay could've well, like, didn't. I, I don't i don't think that that matters though I mean, listen, no. I can understand why somebody might think it matters, but I think as the actual story side, it's fine. Yeah, well, so, like, but here's the thing, though, and and to branch off of the details thing again, isn't, in one of the Toy Story movies, isn't Zerg Buzz's dad? Which so, is why okay, so that's what I was going to bring up, right? Yeah. So, we get this that it's not Buzz's dad, it's Buzz himself, because, listen, when he first says, you know, when he starts talking, you hear the older guy, because I looked at my wife during the movie, I was like, "It's going to be Buzz's dad," mm-hmm. because yeah. they, they make a point. Was that Toy Story two, two or right? three, yeah. where they're in the back room and they meet him, and he's like, "I'm your dad." And remember, like the, the the other Buzz Lightyear's like hugging him, like, "I love you so much," and blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. that's a big part of that movie. Yep, and it's not that. Yeah, and I thought that was a weird liberty to take with this story. Yeah, because future you know whatever 1990 what was it 98 when toy story 2 came out something like that, oh, God, something like that. 90, yeah whatever they decide that hey he's going to be his dad and then they just change this huge detail for that movie i i thought that was weird now again though honestly me as the adult love sci-fi guys like what kind of weird advanced space time travel is he doing here to get to well, this yeah movie? yeah well so it has a similarity yeah, well, yeah, well, it wouldn't it being Buzz's dad stop all that mess that you could talk about, you know? Yes. what I mean, because then none of, none of that happens. But I mean, like Buzz has been trying to find you for two hundred yeah. years. That's you know, like Grayson, like you guys are laughing. Like, obviously, Buzz is time traveling. Yes. You think they couldn't have figured something like that out? Yep. You know, we've been trying to find your ship. You know, you've been gone for a hundred years. We've been trying to find you. Like, you could absolutely make that part of that story and it works instead of just changing this, you know, big important part of the whole, their own lore that they decide to stomp on. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. But I think, though, that's the real problem I have with this movie is I expect better than that from this group. And you're clearly not better than that. Well, I mean, let's be, let's be, let's be fair here. They're the, the group making this now is probably the group that was us when we saw Toy Story. Sure. Like, I mean, they still- I remember the lore. Why can't they? Okay, fair question. <laughs> fair question. And I'm sure there is a version of this where Buzz, it is his dad and it's not Buzz. And then they, maybe they figured out to change it up for that reason of you're still going to surprise people a little bit. I mean- don't you have to do that? Some, I mean, well, you don't. You I mean, don't we, have can, to. we can talk about that. Buzz Lightyear ages pretty gracefully. He does, right? Well, so let, let's talk about that point for a Hansel, second. Son of a bitch. Well, let's talk about what you just said for a second, Grayson. What's the biggest complaint that book readers that get turned into movies? What is their biggest complaint? Oh, lack, they, of, they, lack of detail always. So, always, so it, always lack of stuff included. Yeah, well, included or it it doesn't follow the book, right? You're going to take your super fans that know these details and then change it. They're going to be like, but that's not right. You know what I mean? You say people don't you – know, like you can say people don't care or it's not that big of a detail. But the people that like have seen Toy Story 1 through 4 hundreds of times and love these characters are like – you know, they're maybe excited to see who's Buzz's dad, you know, all this other stuff. You know what I mean? 
you know, and then they're going to get that kind of shifted because someone they decided to take a liberty with the lore. But or, it, or I, I wonder if I wonder if they were too they were worried about it being too Guardians of the Galaxy too. I mean, wouldn't you worry that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is too much Toy Story 1? No, because no one's going to make that. It's always going to be, oh, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's never going to be like, or it's like Star Wars. Or or Star Trek. (laughs) What's wrong with it being like your own? The first Star Trek movie where older Spock and, yeah, don't, come on now. I'm talking about the 2009 one, of course. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's wrong with the movie being like, being kind of like it's, another good property that you already own because that you know what i mean because they do that I shit mean, all well, the time. listen that's obviously where that correlation came from it yeah all, it all came from star wars anyway that was the joke well star wars in 2001 avatar well, well, here's, here's the thing for all we know and i'm gonna go off subject here for just a second we don't know that star wars exists in andy's toy story world it's true that's i mean that actually has to matter here but again, though, like, that's just like a little bits of detail like that. And like, I like the resolution of this movie. I think it works out pretty well. You know, lessons are learned. People can grow and blah, blah, blah. Typical Pixar stuff there, which oh, yeah. is fine. Act three is fine, right? You yeah, know what it's, I mean? it's, it's fine. fine. The action's cool. It looks cool. Everybody gets their, you know, point A to point B. Everything mat- Everything happens, you know, matters and all that stuff. It's just at no point this was like, hey, this is awesome. I just didn't feel that way. No, yeah. You know, like other, like some of the, the best of Pixar can listen like every emotion, every emotion from you. You can think it's incredible and sad and happy all in like the span of 90 minutes. And this movie just doesn't turn that key for me. It just doesn't do it. And I, and I know that you guys have both seen, you know, the Toy Story foursome many times like I have. This isn't even on the same level, man. No, it's definitely not. Maybe they also relied too much well, on the name. It's unfair to try to compare them to Toy Story because, like I said, Toy Story is some of the best animation you could ever have. Animated storytelling, I guess, is a better way to look at that. Yeah. yeah this just doesn't even... I mean, I, I, I think there were two roads here that could have made this. Either you lean hard into your Toy Story lore with this, or you lean hard into making this its own thing. You know, just with you know its own universe and stuff. Somehow like they have so, both paths, and somehow they land in this weird middle ground that doesn't. <laughs> he work decided out for to not do anything spectacular. Yeah, so it's I mean, like it doesn't. It, 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 it makes more sense to not have any Toy Story lore outside of right. what we know about Buzz you're because right. it doesn't exist in Andy's world. I mean, the movie existed before we got any Toy Story lore. Yep, so, right. I mean. Again, I think they were trying to be too cutesy with it. Sometimes yep. I just think outside of the hey. If, if Toy Story, the Toy Story world was a real thing, at some point four or five years later when they're putting out Zerg toys, they're like, let's make him his dad, not not older Buzz. And somebody somebody in a room was like, I like that idea. That's cool. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, it's... What the fuck? So let's, okay, let's talk about, you know, the end, the closer to the end to the end then. How they get on the Zerg ship and they, you know, they, they talk to him. The dad doesn't seem like quite such a... Or, sorry, yeah, I just did it. The older Buzz... Doesn't seem like quite such a bad dude, and then all of a sudden he is a bad dude. It's all point of view, which is very Star Warsy. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's definitely some heavily heavy influence from all these franchises in there. Um, Chris, what are you gonna say? I, I just I don't think they made a hit. I don't think they went well. You know, they didn't say let's do a Vader thing, or they, I think it's just the natural progression for the way that they wrote this this villain. It's you know I have a job to do. You know, 
you know, I, I have to complete the mission. That's the hubris of it, you know, all that kind of thing. And then, you know, someone's getting in the way of this, even if it is himself, you know, actually himself. And so now he's the enemy again. I don't think it has also, if he kills it. young buzz, I think then yeah, he goes away. Doesn't he? There's a problem no. in time travel. Rules. Well, no, well, because it is it, another dimension. They throw that all away, you know, with how, with the way they have it all come together with the time travel stuff anyway. So I need a physicist on the show. Oh, I cannot wait for a physicist to talk about this movie. It's going to be great. I cannot wait for that. Cause someone's going to do it. I mean, they should. And yeah. I'm more than welcome to give my very expert opinion. On time travel. <laughs> Remember when Stephen King tried to talk to you, tell you how time travel happened in timeline? The look you gave us last week <laughs> was great. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I guess when it, I'm not disappointed in Lightyear, but I'm not like overly happy about it either. It exists. Uh, yeah, I mean. I mean, let's actually talk about Act Three for because Act Two is garbage. Okay. So, and I yeah. think we can agree with that. Act Three is fun though, right? So, yeah. we finally get everyone onto the Zerg ship. You know, you had your moment where everyone you know needs to come together and you figure it out, blah blah blah. And like, it's fun. Every character and all the tropes that we've been dealing with with these with like the band of heroes, they all come together in the way they're supposed to, and it's. You know the the two other side characters that you know their stuff's funny as it's happening, and it all just makes sense. And I don't know. I like the whole. I like the whole surrender bit because I thought that I, I I belly laughed at that part, and I thought it was like okay, this that that was kind of cool. Sure. And then you know she deals with her fear and does her thing and overcomes it. Blah blah blah. You and Buzz is fighting. Buzz is living in space. Yeah, you know, Buzz is fighting Buzz, and I'm sad that that socks number two gets smooshed. By the way, like that that actually hurt me. <laughs> like I was actually upset that that happened, but. It's it's a good act, right? It's fun. It's, it's funny, fast. It's funny how conditioned we are that we don't even like robot animals being killed now because of John Wick. Robot socks. So we're all... yeah. I love one of my favorite. And I like. I belly laughed so hard at this. I thought of Roger when this happened. Is when he uses socks to to, to that that knockout dart to take oh, the yeah. down. And he's yeah. like, wait, wait a minute. Was that meant for me? If I yeah. socks is like, I just bought you five minutes. Yep. Completely ignoring the whole, like not answering the questions. Like I bought you five minutes. You're gonna use it or not? I love that exchange. I love that exchange. Oh yeah, and the fact that it full circles when when the other when the dart comes out again from older socks. Like, like I don't know. I love that part. That was that was probably my my favorite part of the movie. Besides the first time he he jumps to um he gets the first time he does the test flight because I like all the space. That yeah, cool, I, man. It really did look good. I love all the space imagery. I'm a big I'm a big goddamn nerd for all that stuff. And I thought that was really cool and really well done by them, at least visually. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean this movie works sometimes, other ways it doesn't. How do you feel how do you guys feel about the how do you guys feel about the characters though at, at towards towards the end? So, so what do you mean by that? They're like characters towards the end. Like like all like their progression and what they did. Like, no, no, like them them be when the like, you know the, the the space ranger program is brought brought back, and Buzz is like, no no no, I have my team. Oh, I'm, that's oh. just your that's your happy ending Pixar bullshit. It's fine. It would I mean he'd look at them and go, guys, it's been fun, and then pick out three elite dudes. You know what I mean? That's what I, that's what would actually happen. But it's fine that you know it does the way it does because that's his team, man. You know those are his boys. And, and wank whatever. Motion. Yeah, it's fine. 
I didn't expect anything different, and no one and no one ever should. It's a Pixar movie. But you know what I, I mean? Did. That's the thing. I did expect. That's what Roger's been trying to say for the past forty minutes. What did you expect at that end? I didn't expect that to be different. Yeah. Well, what, what did I you expect at the end? To be better than what we got. I didn't expect that to be different because yeah. that's that's Pixar, man. This well, is my sure. family. Family. <laughs> Toretto. Toretto. Oh, and we've devolved. This is it. <laughs> Toretto. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, let's move the score then, shall we? I'll go first. I mean, I, I don't think, yeah. I don't, I, well, I just, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, you know. Oh, there's, like there's a lot to unpack, but like, it would, it, would also, it would also take like nine hours to unpack. True. True. I mean, again, like it, it is Pixar. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Roger. Go ahead and score it. I think we're you good. sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, now that I have reevaluated, we're fine. You're okay. you're good. So I here's the thing. When I heard you know a year and a half ago that they were making Lightyear, I thought, wow, what a great opportunity to really like Pixar just smash one out of the park, right? Mm-hmm. Legendary character, like you're making an origin story. You've got a decent voice cast for it. Should be. 10 out of 10, five stars, would recommend, right? All the pieces are there, and then the story is what falls flat. And in all honesty, that's kind of depressing. Because Pixar is legendary stories, right? They've they've crafted some, you know, some of the best animated things that we've ever seen. And they take a property, one of their legendary properties, one of their best characters, and then they give us this movie. And it's just okay. And that's what hurts the most. I honestly wish that this movie was a disaster so I could just crap on it the whole time. But this movie's okay. And that's the biggest disappointment for me. So this movie's a, it's above average. I'm not going to score it terribly because I didn't like it or whatever because it's very serviceable. But like this is the worst Pixar 6 that I've ever seen. <laughs> and it really does make me sad to say that. Like I expected this to be 9.5 or 10 range just because I have such high expectations for Pixar. And it's not even close. High expectations for Pixar, and they're pulling from one of their most iconic characters it's ever been that is already beloved by their fans. I mean, one of the top three, one of the top two Toy Story characters is Buzz and, of course, Buzz and Andy. I mean, we can go 1A, 1B on that. That's fine. But yeah, Yeah. it's just in the middle, and it's the six. Yeah. I I was going to give it the same thing for all those reasons. I mean, nostalgia matters too, and I imagine... How many people watch that movie? They're like, that was okay, but I expected. Because when you when you hear of a Pixar movie, especially Toy Story, it invokes, oh, I loved that movie when I was a kid. I loved it. It was so good. Then you watch Lightyear and you start poking holes and everything like we were doing in story, and it's like, did I did I miss something or is Pixar missing something? Like we talked about, and I think for the first time on this, I, I think actually Pixar is missing something. I think they've. They've lost the focus of what made them great in the in the early nine in the mid early and mid nineties. Is the focus on story, story first, story matters. This one just didn't have it for me. So six is where it sits. Okay, so I mean, as much crap as I've talked on this movie, and it's not really crap; it's just nitpicking, right? But it is, and that that shows the quality of of, of Pixar and the studio it's what we because. Expect. 
the hardest thing, you know, the hardest thing about this kind of kinds of things is, you know, is that it's one of the giants, so it gets it gets more scrutiny. Same with with a Marvel movie. Like we feel like we, we're nitpicking, and we're still scoring movies high, and this, that's what's happening here as well. All the things I've said, all the things that I've picked at, this is still a Pixar film, and it is still a it, it's a fine film. It's you know, I watched it with my I went to the theater with my kid and watched it. You know, she had a great time. She loved the movie. Loved you know, all that kind of stuff. As someone that you know is really excited about the sci-fi, you know, universe and, you know, the space things that, you know, Pixar could have done some cool stuff with. This does fall flat for me. You know, this movie probably lands at a six and a half for me when, when my kid wants to watch this movie, cause you know, she loved it in the theaters. I'm going to, I'll be able to sit down and watch it with them, sure. but it, it's got a lot of holes in it. It doesn't feel like it's up to quality because of, again, the lack of detail that we're used to from Pixar. Yep. It just feels like that this movie was made to be made. I don't feel like the love of the work that's in Pixar movies. I don't I feel, feel like that. Just didn't try hard enough. Exactly. I don't feel that love of the craft that a lot of these Pixar things try to evoke from us. You know, and 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 you could say that Pixar like pulls at your heartstrings or it, it pulls at your emotions, and they're good at it, and blah blah blah. They are though, and that, that's the thing. I don't feel like they tried to put their heart and soul into this movie, I feel like they just made a movie with a character they already kind of had. No, you're right. You're 100% right. That's what I'm bitching about all the time with all these sequels we talk about, how disappointed I am all the time about them. You're right, though, 100%. They didn't put their soul into this. They just put 9 to 5. And I don't mean to say, like, this is their minimum effort, but it just, yeah, didn't, yes. seem, it just didn't seem like their, their best effort. Cause we've seen their best effort. We know what they're capable of is 10 yeah. work. I mean, I mean, in all honesty, like this is this is so far from like Wally, Toy Story, Finding Nemo that, that yeah. we get with Pixar, right? Like I mean, this is as far it's from closer it. to Cars Three and the Good Dinosaur. Yeah, than it no, is, I agree with that. Yeah, I've got a question for you guys, and this is along the streaming line, lines of Wally is the best Pixar. No? <laughs> I, I, I mean, we can always make our list. <laughs> so, with, your list. So, okay, with respect to, I, I just, I've been thinking about this this past week, and I was thinking about it while I was watching Lightyear. So, Sony now has a streaming service just to, to match Microsoft's Game Pass. There's, there's, um, there's Netflix, there's Hulu, HBO Max. Theatrical releases. How many people, with respect to box office? looked at this and said, it'll be on Disney Plus in two months. I'll get it when it's on Disney Plus. Several million. I'm guessing too. So which makes me think, why even do a theatrical release? I mean, we still, I mean, we're nipping. It still's made, what, $175 million or something like that? True. Yeah. That's about half of what I was expecting at this point. Well, so here's the thing. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. We joke all the time. What we think doesn't actually matter. No, yeah, you're you're, you're, you're right. But I mean, we have a. I think we have a slightly better dial than most people. Sure. Well, we've said already that this isn't a great Pixar movie. No. So why would it do so? So (laughs) they do, maybe. But here's the thing, you know, sometimes the box office matches the quality of the movie, and that might be what we're getting here. You know, it's not going to word them out too hard. I mean, we we talk about if movies have to stick around and make billion dollars, like Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick made a bunch of movie, bunch of money right off the bat because Top Gun Maverick is fucking awesome. (laughs) Top Gun Maverick is continuing to make money though because it's fucking awesome. 
Mm-hmm. This movie is okay. I was just but that's the best way to think about it. It's it will never be more than okay. But I mean, we talked about last week what matters and what doesn't. And I mean, I would I would argue like I would argue like for the avatars, it's a big fucking deal that Ridley Scott was working, not Ridley Scott, James Cameron was working with Sigourney Weaver again. Like massive deal. Same with you argued last week when I said this is a big deal bigger than Top Gun coming back and you're like, no, 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 no. Top Gun's bigger. Fine, I'll give you that. But I mean, Lightyear's no different. Lightyear to, to Toy Story is no different than Top Gun Maverick to Top Gun. No, you're right. It's the same level of like, oh my God, finally, you know? So what? So we have an example of one that did it right and one that didn't do it right. They're, they're, they're different. One's a direct sequel, one's a spinoff prequel story. So... Just, now, make we're, good, we're just, just make a good. Just make a good We're just talking in circles now, so I mean, I, I don't want to. But if you're talking in circles, the thing I'm is being just... very coherent and perfect as always. <laughs> always. <laughs> and he's humble, folks. He's super humble. All right. One of my best qualities is my humility. It always has been, right since day one. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, man. like, like, like the final piece I'll give, in, and it, it's about like the money that this movie's made, and like what we think quality is. Uh, Friday, like its opening Friday night made twenty million domestic, and then this That's Friday it? It made well this Friday it made it made five million. Yeah. So that is a that that's what that that's a twenty five percent drop off. No, no, seventy five percent drop off from one week to the next. Yep. That's that's a lot, and that's and what that is, is you need to drop like thirty. Well, and and that, and what that is is that's people that went to see it on weekend one. And then the other families, like you know, friends with kids, say, "Hey, you know, you saw Lightyear. What'd you think? Wait for it to come out. On, wait, you can wait for it to come out on streaming." That's where I believe the streaming does hurt this because it's like you, you can wait, man. It's it, it's cool, but it'll be all right if you wait for it. I mean, man. it'll it's be it'll literally be on Disney Plus in August. Yeah, it will. At the, yeah, at the end of August. Yeah, definitely. Which is a shame. I mean, they should market this with like Lightyear's in theaters now. It will be. It'll be on Disney Plus in January. There should literally be six months between forty-five days. Yeah, I agree. Well, so they can't do that though, because everything now is going to be like forty-five days. You can't just pick and choose because either it's all or it's nothing. Oh, of course you can pick and choose. It's their service. I mean, they didn't do it for Doctor Strange. They damn sure ain't doing it for Lightyear. Forty-five days. Doctor Strange is a much wider base, though. I think. Eight hundred million dollars, hundred and seventy-five. They ain't holding. They ain't holding Lightyear in the vault. <laughs> okay, I see your point. I, I think we could have done better box office. People were like, oh, "I don't want to wait. I just want to see it." But I think it could have done a better story. Okay, fair. And that's yes. what matters. That is what matters. That, I mean, ultimately, that's what matters most is the story. Everything is a, is a tool to tell a story. You're a tool. Thank you very much. This has been episode 284A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on podcasters of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I'm at Rod And I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always posting things on our social media. Check us out on YouTube. Making that return very soon. And send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Next week, very excited for The Black Phone and Elvis.